Hey parents, it's Robin McMahon here. Before you dive into this episode, I want to say thank you. Thank you for listening to my show, Parenting Our Future. And did you know that you can watch this show as well on YouTube? If you want to watch this episode instead of listening to it, you can head over to my YouTube channel, Parenting for Connection, where you will find all of my podcast episodes as well as a library of my videos that have tips and parenting strategies on how to parent even the most difficult kiddos. You will learn how to get better behavior, better listening, so that you can feel more calm and confident in your parenting no matter what you're facing. So I hope to see you over on YouTube. Now back to the show. You know, I always say that I bring you pretty amazing guests. What did you hear about the world-class guest that I have today? I mean, she is the best of the best when it comes to cybersecurity and keeping you and your family safe. I am so excited to introduce you to Maria Christina Hayden. She is, okay, just, just wait. I'm embarrassed you. Christina, but I'm going to say it all. You got to hear why she's so incredible. Okay. So first and foremost, she's an internationally recognized expert in cyber hygiene and resiliency. Her mission is to raise global levels of cyber risk awareness and enable organizations and individuals to take control back from cyber criminals. Thank you so much. Are you in cape right now? You must be. Okay. I'm not. It's at the cleaners. (laughs) Okay, so she's delivered security awareness sessions and war games to over 15,000 people worldwide. She's a sought after keynote speaker, author, and the 2022 recipient of the Women in Technology Excellence Security Leader of the Year Award. Pardon me. Okay, Maria Castrina is also the CEO and founder of Outfoxum. Incorporated, the world's first boutique consulting firm advising Fortune 500 enterprises on immersive cyber attack solutions and human cyber risk in prior positions that she's held. Okay, get this. This is this is just the, the last little tidbit I'll tell you about her. Uh, she led the Bank of New York Mellon's cyber war game program, served, served as a cyber intelligence officer for the Defense Intelligence Agency, supported the U.S. military as an Air Force civilian at the Pentagon and served as a congressional researcher in the House of Representatives. She also holds a master's degree in cyber intelligence from the National Intelligence University and a bachelor's degree in cyber studies from Georgetown, just to name a few. Is she not amazing? I know you're all, I know you're all amazed. I love you. Thank you so much for that fabulous intro. I'm really, really happy to be here with you today. And by the way, uh, it should say in your bio that you're super cool, you're super fun and super funny. <laughs> I am adding you to my PR team today. Yes. Thank you so much. Okay. We met a little while ago through our mutual friend, uh, Jason Brick, who's a safety expert and has the the YouTube channel, Safest Family on the Block. I love Jason. He's phenomenal. I love everything that he does. And so he introduced the two of us and I have been following you ever since, uh, on Instagram, Foxum, you, you, I've shared many of your posts because they're just so good and just thank you. You do. Yes, you're welcome. And what you do is you make things simple and I don't think you use scare tactics. I think you're just like, Hey, this is what's out there. This is what you do about it. Mm-hmm. 
That's the idea. I, I find that so many people are terrified of all things cybersecurity. They're, they're feeling like it's also technical. They can't possibly understand. And I'm tired of people just trying to make money, scaring people um, when it comes to these things, especially with corporations, uh, but also with individuals, you know, you have to buy this service to protect yourself. You actually don't. There's so many things that we can all be doing every day to protect ourselves and our families and our children. And that's my mission is to simplify and help empower people in this, in this space. I really, I really love it. Oh, I, I love that too, because I think, especially for parents, you know, we've got so many other things on our plate. That's right. That, you know, and, and we have no choice. We have no choice, but to pay attention to this. And so what we're going to do for this conversation is we're going to talk about what we need to know, what the risks are, what the threats are. And then we're going to talk about how to solve that. And you mm -hmm. have a brilliant one pager for us in the parent toolbox that every single parent needs. I think everybody needs it, parent or not. Uh, so we're going to talk about that too. So can we start by just, okay, what, why do we need to know this? What, what is that risk? Is it, is it identity theft? Is it, you know, stealing our bank account money? Is it like, what, what, why do we need to know this? And then what are the threats that we're up against at this moment? Great place to start, Robin. So, and this is a little bit difficult, I think, to talk about sometimes or to hear. I think it's, it's easier to, in some cases, go through life um, in a state of, of bliss, not really understanding the, the scary things out there in the world. Um, but the fact is that you can't adequately protect yourself or your families or your home if you don't have at least a baseline understanding of some of the risks, right? Um, you know, we wear our seatbelt because we understand the impact of, no pun intended, of, of, car accidents. We mm. lock our front doors because we know that there are burglars sometimes. And the same, the same kinds of principles hold true in our digital lives and in cyberspace. So when we think about just high level cyber risks, um, of course, there's a, there's a lot at stake that some of the things you mentioned, um, but it, it's, you can really break it down into two categories. So there's the risks to um, risks to you financially, so financially motivated cyber criminals mm -hmm. that look to steal money or <laughs> data that they can sell. And then you also have uh, those online that are not in particular seeking money, but they're seeking to do you or your children harm. Mm -hmm. So on the financial side, you have criminals that want you to click on a link that downloads malware and allows them access to your machine. They can maybe see what you're doing, see your bank account password, ultimately steal money, those kinds of things. Okay. You have criminals who will try to send extortionary messages and, and say, if you do not send me money, I will harm someone in your family or I will X, Y, or Z. And as you've spoken about on previous podcasts, Robin, um, there's also sextortion where someone is lured into sending a nude or semi-nude photo. And then the criminal extorts them and says, I will share this with everyone in your life unless you pay me this amount of money. So those are all financially motivated crimes. 
these criminals care about cold, hard cash, and they don't care about the damage that is left in the wake, right? So that's one category. The other category is what we said, focused on harm. So these, these criminals are not focused on earning money. They are interested in other things, which are more sinister. So these can be things like harassment and bullying online, uh, things like solicitation and grooming, especially for children, striking up a relationship, building trust over time, impersonating someone they're not, usually someone young and attractive with similar interests, um, in hopes that they can lure the child to meet in person at the mall one day or or something like that. Um, there can be stalking and then there can be abuse, exposing young children to sexual content, um, exploiting them. Let's say they get some photos, all, all kinds of things are possible. And um, I, I, I won't go any further. I think that's enough to give people an idea. Anyone who doesn't think that these risks are real and that there is a risk when you hand your, your child their first cell phone um, is unfortunately mistaken. But I'm here to tell you that there are so many things you can do as a parent to, to take control and create a safe environment in your home and for your child and, and their digital life. Yeah. I, you know, it, it is hard to get your head around that. It is hard to, to remember and recognize that there are people that get up every single day to do harm to you or your children. Mm-hmm. And that's the reality of it. And we, we, we can't sort of stick our heads in the sand. We, we do right. have to recognize it. Right. And, you know, I'll, I'll say personally, we, we talked to our boys about it from day one. Right. And great. And I think that this also this also is a bigger conversation about the fact that we've got to be really careful when we're giving our kids devices. And and I just had a conversation with um, with the head of Bark Technologies. Um, yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, her name is uh, Titania um, Johnson, and she. I mean, she's incredible and, and, and really, really helps with this as well from a technology, like, a, like an actual phone, you know, piece, which, which is, which is great. Um, yeah. And so, so the risks are financial money, extortion, malware, really just to get your money. And then the other one is harm. And so would, would one be more international or sort of global, like people from anywhere can get you financially, but the harm the harassment, like to what end that is to actually meet somebody in person, to extort them, to traffic them. Is that potentially, potentially, yes. Mm -hmm. To, um, to, for, for kidnapping, for real physical ransom attempts, you know, these kinds of things, um, or the, the kinds of sexual abuse that, that no parent wants to think about, um, but could happen. So that does tend to be more local, um, if the intent is to have an in-person meetup at some point, uh, whereas the the financially motivated crime can be from somewhere anywhere across the globe, right? They have no intent of meeting anyone in person, and they they conduct all of their operations from 
God knows where. So, um, okay. Okay. So, so thank you for for that. And, and, you know, you did mention sextortion. I have talked about it and and I have a YouTube video on it. I'm going to put the link in the show notes because every parent needs to know this and it's catching a lot of parents off guard. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and we, there's lots of things about it that you do need to know because our kids are, are at serious, serious risk. And a lot of uh, kids end the abuse um, through suicide. And so that is why it's a very important topic. Um, so we'll leave that here, but just know right. that there's a resource there. Uh, and you've talked about it as well, too. So, um, okay, so so mm-hmm. those are sort of the threats. And I like that. I like how how you've broken those down for us. So so what are we going to do about it then as a family to 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 talk to our kids about it, to keep them safe, yes. all of that stuff? So one of the most important things that I tell every parent or, or people who plan to be parents or people who don't ever plan to be parents is when you own a home or you live in an apartment that you rent, you are the chief information officer of your own home, or you are the chief information security officer, the CISO of your own home. When you're in corporate environment, you usually have a CIO and a CISO. In your home, that's you. And most people say, oh, I don't want to hear that. I am not qualified for that. I don't want to talk about this. But like I said, it's not that hard. You have to take responsibility for the fact that, you know, our home networks are treasure trove for potential criminals and Mm -hmm. our daily behaviors on our digital devices potentially allow attackers right in if we're not careful. So we have to take responsibility. Um, There are three things that I like to talk about in terms of being the CIO or the CISO of your own home. One is culture. Two is prevention in terms of the devices that you bring into your home and how you handle those physical devices. Okay. And three is the behavior with those devices. So starting with culture, you are the CIO. You're in charge of the way your family operates, trusts each other, and handles the internet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the things that are really important to talk about are general skepticism. Talk to your kids about those threats that we just discussed. When they come up on the news, have a brief conversation and say, hey, have you seen that, you know, on the news, they're talking about um, this this game and how this game is apparently uh, filled with scammers who are messaging children with the chat function on the game. Mm-hmm. Are you aware of this? Did you know this is a this is a possibility? Do you play that game? Um, having these conversations and exposing your children to the risks is really an important part of culture, the awareness piece. Um, another part of the culture is encouraging, encouraging family members to really take note of certain emotions and feelings while they're online, especially fear and shame. So fear and shame are two emotions that should serve as a red flag and valuable warning bells for children if they're conversing with anybody online or doing doing something on their computer or their phone if they feel fear or shame that should be something that you have 
talk to them about and say, come to me. Do not be afraid. If something's going on online that makes you feel afraid or ashamed, Mm. because those are common tactics of criminals. Um, and then one that I add nowadays is talk about artificial intelligence as a family, talk about AI. And again, as you're watching the evening news and you see a news segment about uh, criminals using, uh, impersonating people using video and voice files, call your kids into the room, say, let's look at this. Look at this video that looks like Joe Biden. Right. But they're telling us that these were criminals in pick, pick a country, pick a state that created this this video and what you're doing is you're you're educating your children that we can no longer trust everything we see and we hear mm-hmm. so that when hopefully not when if they are ever presented online by a stranger with a video of look look at this video i have of you yeah they said no i watched with my mom videos i know that ai can do this and this is not real and this is a scam and i'm not afraid and i'm gonna go tell my parents yeah so that, AI is an piece of it now too wow that that is such such uh an important thing to say thank you for saying that because yeah deep fakes are a real thing that's right they're called deep they, fakes. they are scary they are mm-hmm. so scary because they're so good Right. But yes. there's also, if you have a discerning eye, you can see like where it's not perfect or for now, for now, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to hear that, yeah, but yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. So, you know, so I'm going to be the, the CIO. Yep. Yeah. The CIO, uh, the chief information officer of my home. Yes. I, I love this teach general skepticism. Like that doesn't sound right. You know, I, and I think like one of the things that I've learned is, you know, if you're online and on a game and someone asks you to change to a different platform, that's a huge red flag, right? So that that's is a huge red flag. Yep. Right. And then I love that you are to tapping into those emotions. That's so brilliant to me. Uh, notice like I'm feeling fear and shame. Hold on that, that I shouldn't be feeling that when I'm playing a game. No, or, or talking to someone, you know, it's, it's tough to convince children to never chat with strangers online, right? That's not a great policy. Right. Um, So they're going to have conversations. They're going to be talking about themselves. So I say, when you have those conversations, regardless, however long you've been talking to someone doesn't matter if at any point you start feeling shame or fear. Um, And then I also started um, telling people to think about uh, what I call the grocery store rule. Would you tell someone in an aisle of a grocery store, all this information about you? And (laughs) if you make it, if you bring it to the physical world and they can picture themselves in the cereal aisle and someone comes up to them and they're small talking. And then all of a sudden that person's asking them personal questions do you have siblings? Where do you live? You know, they would never answer those questions in the grocery store, but online, uh, you know, you, you've got to, it it all makes sense in the physical world. We're used to teaching about these things in the physical world, but for some reason, digitally, it's taking more time to get used to. So sometimes making those connections with the physical world is helpful. Yeah. Well, it, it is. And I think that like, 
like I said at, at the at the beginning, you know, as parents, we have so many other things to think about. So right. having people like you just sort of spoon feed this to us, like that's brilliant. I I would one hundred percent use that one hundred percent. That's that's amazing. So okay, so so what else have we got? So talking about devices, you as the CIO of your home, you're in control of what devices enter the home, right? Nice. You are probably the one doing the purchasing. Mm-hmm. So there are a couple of things to think about in terms of what devices you bring in and how you handle those devices once they're in your home. Mm-hmm. So in terms of which devices you bring in, I always say, be very intentional with Wi-Fi connected or internet connected devices that you bring into your home. Do you really need a Wi-Fi connection on your microwave <laughs> or on your refrigerator or mm-hmm. on your, no, you really probably don't. Um, they do it for convenience. So you can, you know, use, use an app and be in the other room or start heating up your oven for Thanksgiving when you're not in the house yet, these kinds of things, but it needs, the convenience needs to be balanced with the risk that every internet connected device in your home could be used by an attacker as a door into your network. You know what? It's, it's- Sorry. It, it's so oh. true. I know somebody who has hacked through their kettle. Okay. Exactly what I'm talking um, about. So my mug that keeps my coffee warm all day long, that is also, that has an app that's connected to the internet. So my mug is so much. Throw it out. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm kidding. I would look for an option that doesn't have an app. Do you use the app? Yes. Oh, you do use the app. Okay. Well, I can change the color of the little indicator light with the app. <laughs> <I can. laughs> so this is a perfect, Robin, this is such a perfect example, right? There are certain items in your home that bring you joy, yes. that are very convenient for yes. you, that save you time during your day. And it's okay to have those things in your home. What I, what I am encouraging is that people don't just buy everything Wi-Fi connected just because they can, but to make a deliberate choice. I love my self-heating mug mm-hmm. and I use the app and I love it. Um, and it's a deliberate choice. Now, what you should try to do is make sure that it is secured to the point where an attacker cannot access the rest of your network through that mug. Mm-hmm. The way your friend's network was infected through her kettle, right? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes these internet connected devices, mugs, toasters, ovens, they, um, they usually come to you in a default state, which is insecure. And a hacker could just basically walk right into your network through those devices. And there are some simple ways you can kind of like set a password. We could talk about that another time. Um, or maybe I'll create a guide on how to do that Yeah. so that you can say, okay, these are the five things in my home besides computers and tap- laptops that have internet. And I know that I've secured them. What do you mean by secured? Like how, how would I secure that? So there are ways to, for instance, um, when you go in, in my guide that is in the parenting toolbox, toolkit, yeah. toolbox, toolbox, the, yeah. toolbox 
is a step-by-step how to um, better protect your home network, right? And one of the things that it walks you through is how to go to the administrative portal for Mm -hmm. your home network. It's basically a website and you as the CIO of your home should know how to access this because it's where you manage your the Wi-Fi password to your home. It's where you can see all of the devices connected to your network, those kinds of things. So when you, Robin, log in to yours, you're going to see a device listed in your home network that is your mug. And right. there you'll be able to click into it and, and add a password um, and do a couple things that will ensure that a, a hacker could not just easily use that as a door into your network. Brilliant. And, and yeah, it's all, it's, it's, it's really all here. And that like that, that in and of itself is everything. Thank you so much for that. And, and so we were going to talk about it later, but may as well talk about it now. So it's, yes. you can download this at uh, parent-toolbox.com and look, there's hundreds of tools in there from all different people from all different spaces that that relate to parenting so please do join it's totally free and uh, and we just we just want to help so uh this this is phenomenal and uh and you know i i have to say i kind of i kind of sit back a little bit when when we talk about cyber stuff because my my husband is in it but that's not an excuse for me to check out. So I'm going to just use this conversation as a little bit of a wake up call for myself to say like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta not take myself off the technology train. <laughs> like my mom, you know what I mean? Like, I gotta, like, I gotta, I gotta know this stuff too. So, um, and, and really be responsible. You know, we can't be victims and say, well, I don't know anything. Like you've bought this stuff. You've brought it into your home. You have given it to your child. It really is your responsibility to know all of the things about it. Like, I hate to say it, but it is really your responsibility. And it just is the way we have to go about living our lives these days. It just is. So don't fight it. Just, and this is one page. And what I love about this is that you've got little like 20 minutes is all this takes five minutes is all this takes. Like you've just said, like, this is quick in an hour. You can secure so much of your true. It's true. Um, and the one thing that I will, that I will, um, say about the point you just made, Robin is, you know, I, I agree with you, but I don't think people need to understand everything about these devices, right? Okay. They really only need to understand, the the basics and i think that's where i think people get a little bit intimidated is mm. i don't even understand how all the all of the inner workings of this cell phone that i is my third appendix like my third arm right of course yeah, yeah, yeah. It's well it's complicated yeah, um yeah. but there are some basics that really go um a long way um, mm. one other thing that i recommend that everybody do is take backups or, Mm. or make sure that you have backups of what's most important to your family. Uh, So that could be on the cloud. So that could be, you know, your iCloud or OneDrive or Dropbox or any Mm. other cloud um, backup providers that that you may choose. Mm -hmm. Um, They have free up to a point and then you pay per month for more storage. Yeah, Uh, I do that. But then I also have a hardware storage device. Yeah, I got one right here. It's a terabyte. 
there, there it is right there. Perfect. Right. That's right. Yeah. So many people don't think about backups outside of a corporate setting. And if you have a a situation at your home where someone in the house clicks on something they shouldn't, because it can happen to anybody, you want to know that what's most important to you is backed up somewhere. And the devices themselves don't really matter. Of course, it's expensive to to replace these things. But if your favorite photos, your Mm -hmm. financial documents, wills, estate planning, those kinds of things are backed up on the cloud and on a physical hard drive, Attackers could do anything to your computer and it doesn't matter. Yeah. So that's a really important piece. I think some, some parents miss. Yeah. You know, my, my husband, uh, he, he, he was talking to uh, one of the advisors that he works with in in the job that he has. And um, this guy kept all of his passwords on his notes app in his phone. And he, you know, somebody got in, got to his notes and, and I think rob the poor guy blind. So yeah. 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 Um, okay. That's, that's so great. That's so great to know. Um, okay. What else have you got for us? So in terms of, um, some other prevention items to think about physical camera covers on laptops, tablets, cell phones go a long way. Uh, something that we're seeing criminals do, with sextortion, which we talked about, um, is look through cameras. Um, if they've been able to get malware on the device, if you get someone to click on something, just one link, an attacker sometimes get access to your camera and turn it on without the little light turning on. So if you have a physical cover that you slide closed every time you're not using it, you prevent anyone from looking through your camera when you don't want the camera on. We've also seen criminals say to people that they have camera footage of them when they really don't. Yes, yes. It's just an empty threat. And I know someone who who received a message like that saying, we've been recording you for weeks um, and we've seen you naked and we've seen you changing and all these things. They said, no, you haven't. I have a camera cover. Right. So they didn't believe it. And it saved them tons of panic and heartache and all these things because yeah. they're like, don't. Oh, thank you for that. That's that's really big. You know, I I, uh, I saw a Dr. Phil episode where there was a family that were being harassed. They had cameras in the home and somebody hacked in and was able to mm. somehow um, talk to them through a speaker yes. of some sort. I, I can't quite remember, but, and, and. And so he had a, a cybersecurity expert on, you know, just like you and, and, you know, he was able to explain how they were able to do that. And it was just mm-hmm. like shocking, you know, and that's the harm, right? That's the harm. That's it's just right. harassment. Like you get a kick out of that. That's terrible. That's right. Some people do. And it is, it is pure trauma yeah. for the families. I mean, the invasion of privacy and, and the impact on a, a young child's mind um, it's terrible. And so, you know, Choosing those devices that um, that you bring into the home carefully. Um, look for security ratings on the box. You know, oh, good one. those kinds of things. Going into that portal and seeing if you can add some some security elements there in that portal. Um, physical covers, those kinds of things. Can I ask you? Sometimes yeah. we'll see, or I'll get an email where. Um, 
it's something that I, I, I subscribe to uh, has has been attacked or whatever, and they'll say, "Oh no, no, your stuff is fine." But sometimes it's not fine, and so I'm not, I'm not even sure how to ask the question. But I think I you know, know what you're saying. Yeah, and somewhere there is a list of the people who were actually affected, and they will publish your username and password. That's so right. I guess that it, that that's where we talk about what do you do then. What do you yep. do then? And should you be looking for that? Is there one place where you go to see if your information is out there? Like all of those things that yes. I don't to say. Yes. yes and yes and yes. Great <laughs> question. So when you receive an email like that from any company that that you engage with and they say, we have experienced a cybersecurity incident, yeah. we're you know investigating, good news, your data does not seem to have been impacted. We're just letting you know. Unfortunately, that is usually what all the companies say in the first week of their investigation. And then they learn later that actually was much worse than they thought. So you need to assume if you receive a, an email or a notification like that, that your data has been taken as part of this you know, cybersecurity breach. Usually what criminals do is they go in and they steal the customer databases. So if if I just made a purchase at Target, in a Target database somewhere is my name, my email address, my address, my credit card number, right? All the things like in my customer file of theirs. Criminals take that entire database and they then sell it or use it to try and conduct further attacks, phishing messages, things like that. So the best thing you can do is change the password associated with that account. So in my example, if I get an email from Target saying, we're so sorry, we've had an attack, we're still investigating, we'll keep you posted, I would go straight to target.com. I would type it in myself, target.com, and log in to my account and change my password. Why? Because the version of the database that the criminals take has your username and password at that past date. Right you've changed your password, they can no longer get in with that combination. So okay. anytime you receive a notification, change your password with that account. The place that you go to look and see if your information has been stolen in one of those kinds of attacks where a criminal took a database from a company is a website called haveibeenpwned.com. H-A-V-E-I-B-E-E-N. P-W-N-E-D.com. Pwned is a gaming term that means kind of you've been destroyed. You've been like, I, I won. I've defeated you. Pwned. Wow. So you go to haveibeenpwned.com, which was set up by a prominent security researcher named Troy Hunt. And you can plug in your email address there and they will show you any company that had your email address in their databases that had a data breach. And what do you do? You change your password at any of those companies. That's great. Thank you. And it's free and it's safe. It's, it's, it's a known security researcher. So you don't have to worry about putting your email address in there. Um, and it's a, a great resource. You can also be notified for any new appearances of your email address. You oh. can check like notify me 
And if there's a new breach, they will have, I been pwned. We'll send you an email saying change your password. <laughs> amazing. That is amazing. Thank you so much that, I mean, that's sure. wow. You, you have dropped so many amazing, brilliant, helpful. I, I, how many adjectives can I use? Like, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. This is incredible. And obviously I knew that you would be this incredible, but you've blown my mind even more than I thought you would. Um, okay. So is there any more that you want to share before we go? Just the one thing um, on the topic of knowing what's out there about you. It's yeah. really helpful, I think, for everyone, parent or not, to understand what information is out on the public internet about you. So Have I Been Pwned shows you what is potentially on the dark web for sale mm -hmm. about you. Mm -hmm. But what is in the open internet is also really useful for criminals. If I Google my own name, mm -hmm. I will find a lot of websites that have accumulated my previous addresses, my previous phone numbers, family members of mine. And I don't want that information all out there because criminals yeah. can use it to target me. So there is a service that I use. I've gotten all my family to use it. It's called Canary, K-A-N-A-R-Y. Okay. And what Canary does is for a monthly subscription, Canary does the work to search all across the open internet for your information. And they show you everything that's out there about you. So when I ran my first search, I had 187 websites what? where my either name, phone number, address, or, or name and birthday showed up. Whoa. And Canary lets you go one by one and look at them. And you tell Canary, leave this one up. This is my LinkedIn profile, for instance. You found it. Leave it up. But it helps to delete and take down the information that you don't want out there. Otherwise, you have to, you're expected to do this yourself and Google yourself and go site by site and yeah. fill out the request form. Please take my information down. And they don't. Um, so I am I am down to like 30 something pieces of, of data. Wow that I know of that I've approved or that they're still working to take down. Cause sometimes it takes a bit of time. Yeah. Um, so that's a, that's a really helpful tool. Something I looked for for a long time and now, now it exists. So I recommend that to everyone. Okay. So I just want to point out we're, we're going to put all of this in the show notes. So, um, mm -hmm. I've been pond pond. How do you say it? Have I been pwned? Pwned. Okay. Like, pwned. Owned only with a P. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. I see that now. Okay. Have I been pwned.com and then yep. canary.com. And you do have, uh, you do, you do have a coupon code for people to get a free month. So it is a paid yeah. subscription, which, you know, look, they're, they're doing a, a pretty amazing service if you ask me. So, uh, and, is this, and, and do you pay, uh, it's a nominal fee, right? And and is that per person or is there a family plan or anything like that? Do you know? They have both. So uh, my plan is $9.99 a month and I sleep so much better knowing that I have a service running all the time, alerting me of when my name or the names of my family members appear online and I can go look at them. So when you think about the the risk reduction, it really is a very low fee. But yes, I um, have a coupon code if people are interested in signing up and you can get a free month. Awesome. Well, like I'm going to be doing that myself. I think that is fantastic. So Maria, Christina, you are incredible. And look, if, Thank you. if nothing else, please follow her on Instagram and check her out on YouTube as well, because she has brilliant up-to-date 
tips and, and just information so that you're just in the know. And she makes it really simple to understand. And I mean, you're just so fun too. You know, I don't think there's too many cyber people out there who are, who I would say are fun. <laughs> you, you really are. You're great. You're such a lovely person. And um, you're talking to us from Italy right now, which is even cooler. Uh, so <laughs> I just wanted to point that out. That's, uh, you know, so I just, I'm like geeking out over the information. Um, and, and again, we, we have this tool that, you know, please, please encourage your friends as well to, to check this out and, and Maria Christina's uh, sites, all of it is in the show notes in the description. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, it's in the description below. And look, we just want you to live happy, healthy, safe life. That's right. It's just one component of it. Right. And, and, and you have, a brilliant career behind you to support what you're saying and a brilliant career in front of you as well. So, um, you know, please use somebody like Maria Christina, who, who really just wants to help you. And, uh, and it's outfoxum. I love, I love the name outfoxum. It's O U T F O X M. That's your brand. And, uh, and I, I just love everything about you. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Well, the feeling is mutual, Robin. You're doing so much good work to help parents everywhere on so many different topics. And um, I'm hoping that that this contributes just in some small way to some small element of it. But it's been so much fun. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this edition of my podcast, Parenting Our Future. I'm parent coach Robin McMahon. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with someone who you think might also need to hear this message. And don't forget to subscribe. And if you like my work, I'd be grateful if you gave me a five-star rating. For those of you who like my content and want more, visit me at yellingcurebook.com to get your copy of my book and to find other resources to help you. Until next time, I am wishing you and your family peace and connection.